Don Van Natta, three-time Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative reporter. What should we know at the very top here about the owner of the Washington Commanders, Dan Snyder? Well, Dan Snyder does this thing when he feels cornered. He paces around in a hotel suite or on his super yacht or in his $48 million Virginia estate. He has a drink in his hand and he tells members of his inner circle about the dirt he has accumulated on fellow owners, coaches, executives, even his own employees. Mm. All this stuff he's learned from other sources, including private investigative firms that he has hired through his law firms. And he never says exactly what he knows, only that he knows a lot. And recently he's told a close associate he's gathered enough secrets to blow up several NFL owners, members of the league office, and even Commissioner Roger Goodell. Wait, oh, blow up. I mean, you're describing a literally explosive allegation, Don. It is explosive. And Snyder has used explosive language with his confidants around him. He has told people, they can't f with me about the owners. <laughs> and the reason he says that is because he has enough secrets to blow them up, and he would do it if forced to give up his beloved franchise. Another thing he says, Pablo, is the NFL is a mafia. All the owners hate each other. I read that quote to a veteran owner, and he told me immediately, that's not true. All the owners hate Dan. NFL ownership is one of the most exclusive, fiercely protected clubs imaginable. There is no American sport as profitable or as visible, for one thing. And there are only 32 teams, 32 pieces of the most valuable real estate in American culture, each of them worth billions of dollars and counting. Which means that entering this club requires another powerful person to want to leave. Dan Snyder, you may have noticed, does not want to go anywhere. But today, Don Van Natta breaks news about how the most controversial owner in football has been fighting in secret to keep his Washington commanders. And he brings us deep inside this viciously guarded club that may finally want him out. I'm Pablo Torre. It's Thursday, October 13th. This is ESPN Daily. So, Don, this story is a monster, man. I mean, you've reported this with Seth Wickersham, with Tisha Thompson, our friends and colleagues. It is an unprecedented investigation into Dan Snyder, this character that is at the forefront of so many controversies in the NFL. And it contains all of these new allegations about how it is that Snyder maintains his ownership, how he maintains his position in the NFL despite it all. And, and most recently, right? I mean, he gets fined $10 million by the NFL. He is asked to relinquish the day-to-day -day operations of the team by Roger Goodell, the commissioner, after this league investigation, which we covered on the show before, into this culture, a culture that involved allegations of sexual harassment and all sorts of other workplace misconduct. But just take me back to the beginning of Snyder's tenure as an owner. 
How was he perceived, Don, when he first purchased the Washington football team back in 99? Well, when he bought the team, Paul Tagliabue introduced him. Snyder at the time was just 34 years old. He was the youngest person to ever buy an NFL franchise. And Mm. he bought the storied Washington franchise for $800 million. Tagliabue introduced Snyder this way. He said, Daniel Snyder is the perfect person. But, you know, it didn't take long for some owners to disagree with that assessment. During the first run of owners' meetings that Snyder attended, owners were taken aback by his impatience, his disrespect towards some of the owners that were twice his age. One veteran owner told me that very early on, his view of Snyder was that he was arrogant, obnoxious, standoffish, and selfish. Mm. And just a few years after he bought the team in 2003, Snyder tried to make an argument that the Super Bowl should be played at FedEx Field, which he owns, the stadium in Landover, Maryland. He went up against the Bidwills, who own the Arizona Cardinals. They're a beloved family. When he made the argument to get the Super Bowl at FedEx Field, he offended his fellow owners. He tore down Arizona, but also the Bidwills personally. An owner said to me it was a huge miscalculation. And then when Arizona won the secret ballot and got the 2008 Super Bowl, Snyder began yelling at everybody, a source told me, telling the owners they had made a big mistake. And as an owner now says, other owners were floored. Dan Snyder got off on the wrong foot and not much has changed since. When you say not much has changed since then, Don, I do want to clarify, what are the controversies that spring to mind for you when you think about how Dan Snyder has been at the center of so many messes in the NFL? Well, how much time do you have, Pablo? Because there have been so many. His team, his employees, and his own conduct have been subject to investigations by Congress, which is ongoing, the Drug Enforcement Administration, and two inquiries sanctioned by the League Office, including one now being done by former U.S. Attorney Mary Jo White. There's also the fact that he stubbornly refused to change the team name. He's bungled a new stadium proposal that once seemed inevitable and is now met with hard resistance by the public and officials in Virginia, Maryland, and Washington, D.C., And Snyder is now widely considered one of the most hated owners in the league. He's despised by many fans. And finally, there's the sexual misconduct allegations in the workplace culture and also individually against Snyder himself. In 2009, Snyder settled an allegation with a former team employee for $1.6 million. That former team employee had accused Snyder of groping her, asking her for sex, and for trying to remove her clothes on his private plane. Now, Snyder denies that allegation, but we have sources, including the woman's lawyer, Brendan Sullivan Jr., who told me that just in the last year, Snyder tried to silence this woman a second time Mm. by offering another seven-figure check for her to stay quiet so she would not testify and tell her story to either Beth Wilkinson, the lawyer in Washington, D.C., that was investigating Snyder for the NFL, or to Mary Jo White, who is currently in the midst of an investigation, a second one of Snyder. And Sullivan told me that seven-figure offer that was made to his client was flatly rejected, and she has spoken to Mary Jo White. But wait, Don, this, this single bit of news here alone is an enormous headline, right? I mean, what does this represent in terms of Dan Snyder, owner of an NFL team? One former Washington executive with knowledge of exactly what happened here said that if owners found out all the facts of this, 
this could be the tipping point to Snyder losing the team. So all of this begs a very obvious question, Don, which is why has he survived? Why is Dan Snyder still owning not just any NFL team, but this very prominent one based on your reporting now? Well, that's the question, Pablo, that we set out to answer when we began reporting in July. Why is Dan Snyder still an NFL owner? And it turns out it's a question that's bewildered fans, league and team executives, and some of his fellow owners. The attorney for dozens of former Washington commanders, employees, and cheerleaders who publicly revealed the team's toxic culture, a woman named Lisa Banks, she puts it this way in her quote, our clients and the public at large deserve transparency. If not, the NFL and Roger Goodell must explain why they appear intent on protecting the team and Dan Snyder at all costs. And so this is one source of heat, Don. Heat that is turning up on Dan Snyder, it would seem, and increasing the possibility or at least the conversation around how to get him out of the ownership group. So what have you learned about Snyder's response to all of this increased pressure? Our reporting, Pablo, relied on more than 30 owners, league, and team executives, lawyers, and current and former commanders, executives, and employees. We have found out that Dan Snyder has instilled in his franchise a fear of reprisal. And the way he has done that is he has gone out and through his law firms, hired private investigators to dig into the lives of some of his fellow owners, some league executives, and Roger Goodell. Mm. Now, none of the owners or sources would reveal how they learned of Snyder's alleged effort to use private eyes, but a league source says the NFL is aware that owners are being tracked by Snyder. We don't know what he has, Pablo. All we know is that he has been telling people around the league, including some of his fellow owners, that he has dirt. One of our sources says Snyder thinks he has enough on all of them. He thinks he's got stuff on Roger, meaning Roger Goodell. And this sort of a tactic, right? I mean, A, have you ever heard of someone doing this before at the ownership level? And B, doesn't it speak then to, I don't know, a paranoia on behalf of Dan Snyder if this is how he's trying to protect himself? It does. So an associate who's met with Snyder multiple times recently told me that Snyder's become paranoid about owners and league office executives. He's paranoid about former employees breaking their non-disclosure agreements and talking with reporters like me about what they know. Snyder sees, quote, evil lurking in every shadow and around every corner, this associate told me. Someone is always out to get them. And at this point, Don, do you believe that Dan Snyder has the goods, has the stuff on all of the people that you've reported he's been trying to get information on? I don't know, Pablo. You know, that's the point. Even people close to Snyder don't know. They just know that he keeps saying he has the stuff. And so league and ownership sources told us there's been a lot of speculation about what his investigators could have unearthed. And some are even wondering if Snyder actually has anything at all and is just simply bluffing as a scare tactic so owners won't vote him out. Mm. He's backed into a corner, a veteran owner says. He's behaving like a mad dog cornered. And so have you been able to hear directly from Dan Snyder himself on these allegations? 
No, and not for lack of trying. We tried to interview Dan and his wife, Tanya Snyder, who is now ostensibly running the team. Both Dan and Tanya Snyder declined to comment for this story. But a commander spokesperson and outside lawyers for the team denied that Snyder has hired or authorized private investigators to track another team's owner or league executives or Roger Goodell. The quote from John Brownlee and Stuart Nash, who are partners at Holland and Knight, is this. This is categorically false. He has no dossiers compiled on any owners. And a spokesperson also denied that Snyder said any of the things that we're quoting him saying to associates and confidants, that he could blow up the league, that the league can't f*** with him, that the NFL is a mafia. They say that all of those statements are simply ridiculous and utterly false. And the lawyers and spokesperson went on to criticize our reporting, including our use of what they called unknown anonymous sources. So why did you use anonymous sources, Don, in the way that you and Seth and, and Tisha did? Well, you know, Pablo, most sources declined to go on the record for a story like this for fear of reprisal. Mm. Roger Goodell has warned owners that they could be fined millions of dollars for leaking to reporters. And yet I found it not that difficult to <laughs> travel around the country, sit down with owners, get them on the phone to talk about Dan Snyder. It's something that's clearly troubling them. They wouldn't put their names to it, but we have team owners and executives from more than a dozen NFL teams speaking to us for this story. And that relative ease that you discovered in your reporting, Don, I mean, it does speak to, at the very least, some level of fear of this man. It's true, because we had a sports executive and a longtime friend of Goodell tell us about the owners. There are 31 guys who are petrified of Snyder. Mm. And what they're scared of is they don't know what Snyder might know. But to be clear again, Don, like there are seemingly a number of opportunities that have passed by that could have resulted in the pressure being turned up on Dan Snyder and this possible ouster. But now seems to be something of a peak. Why is that? Well, you know, there's a growing consensus around the league, Pablo, that despite the press releases that have been released by the commanders, the team has struggled to establish a more inclusive culture. Sources have told us that they wonder if Jason Wright, the team's new president and the first black man in NFL history to hold that title, has true authority to fix the team. And there have also been problems with getting a new stadium, which for many owners is just as serious to them as these sexual misconduct allegations. So what, in your view, would it take now to oust Dan Snyder? The NFL rules say that a vote of 24 out of 31 owners is required to force Snyder to sell this franchise. And that's a fate he's told multiple sources he will never accept. Jerry Jones, who we all know is a Dallas Cowboys owner, has served as Snyder's friend and mentor and longtime firewall of support among owners. He recently told confidants that he might not be able to protect Snyder any longer. Mm. But in the commander's statement, lawyers denied that Snyder's relationship with Jones has soured, saying both Dan and Tanya have a close and strong relationship with Jerry Jones and his entire family. And they also said, we also understand that certain people believe their own interests will be advanced by convincing news outlets like ESPN to print false information about the Snyders and Joneses. And when I asked Jerry Jones's spokesman if I could speak to Jerry Jones on the record about this, he declined to comment. 
And from my perspective, that silence is deafening. I've spent a lot of time over the years with Jerry Jones, who has often sung Dan Snyder's praises. This is an opportunity for him to step up and say something in support, and he's declining to comment. Coming up, the key difference between Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder and what those alleged private investigators have been up to behind the scenes. Shopping for Father's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Father's Day. Whether you're shopping for your brother's first Father's Day or your Renaissance man grandpa, whose interests, of course, are all over the map, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and over. You can also sort by category, like cologne, watches, and more. Or gift lists for items like, I don't know, your grill master or golfer in your life. You can also get top tech. From Beats headphones to JBL portable speakers. Or if you're looking for top brands, you'll find gifts from Calvin Klein, Polo Ralph Lauren, and Columbia. So what are you waiting for? Father's Day is June 16th and we'll be here before you know it. Macy's offers the ultimate gift guide to making selecting something special for dad incredibly easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. So, Don, I do want to dig a little bit deeper with you here because you are also making news on this topic into the allegations of workplace misconduct that resulted in that $10 million fine for the Washington football team last year. And also Dan Snyder, again, supposedly taking his hands off the steering wheel in terms of running the team day to day. What did you learn in your reporting about what Dan Snyder was doing during the investigations by both the team and the league? Well, what's clear is that Dan Snyder routinely uses private investigators to try to silence people from saying anything negative about him or the team. His affection for using private investigators was demonstrated loud and clear during the congressional investigation when one of his law firms, Reed Smith, was found to have hired private investigators to harass and intimidate dozens of former team employees during the Wilkinson investigation. Former team employees told investigators that, quote, Mr. Snyder's use of private investigators intimidated them and discouraged them from participating in the Wilkinson investigation. There was even a hundred slide PowerPoint presentation made to Wilkinson and the league in late 2020 by Dan Snyder's lawyers. Wait, what was on that PowerPoint presentation and its hundred slides? Text messages, emails, phone logs and call transcripts. There's even social media posts from nearly 50 individuals. Most of Mm -hmm. them are former commander's employees, many of whom Beth Wilkinson was attempting to interview as part of her investigation. One of them is even Bruce Allen, the former team president, who was a target of Dan Snyder's private investigators. Now, Reed Smith, one of Dan Snyder's law firms, is known to deploy every legal weapon on behalf of its clients. That's what you'd expect them to do, right? But multiple sources with firsthand knowledge told us that when Reed Smith represented Alex Rodriguez in his lawsuit against Major League Baseball, a private investigator was hired by the firm to track Commissioner Rob Manfred. Mm. Now, of course, that raises the question, if Dan Snyder's law firm 
was willing to do that and track the commissioner of baseball, right. what would stop them from tracking the commissioner of the NFL? But Reed Smith partner Jordan Sib told us in a statement that the firm is, quote, not aware of any investigator having been engaged to investigate Manfred. And he said he had no knowledge of any efforts to investigate or compile information on NFL owners, executives, or Roger Goodell. Snyder also used the Wilkinson investigation as a tip sheet for his private investigators, we were told, uh, hired again through one of his law firms, Reed Smith, which Snyder pays $500,000 a month, multiple legal and team sources told us. And a former team executive who is in a position to know told us the list of people who opposed him became Dan Snyder's enemies list. So you just mentioned his enemies list, and I now understand that Jerry Jones was one of the people, at one point at least, who was not on there, right? He was a supporter in the NFL of Dan Snyder. And Jerry Jones himself, by the way, we've talked about this with you on this show before, Dodd. He has had his share of controversies, of allegations, of mishaps himself that have damaged the reputation of the league, you could argue. So what's the operative difference here? What's the dynamic at work behind the scenes as Snyder and Jones are concerned? Very simple, money. Jerry Jones has been able to grow the NFL pie and make rich men richer. And I've had owners say to me, it's very easy for them to look the other way about Jerry's personal problems. And as you said, one of them was that Cowboys cheerleaders voyeurism scandal that I broke earlier this year where a senior executive was spying on four young women in the cheerleaders locker room. There's also this lawsuit that's ongoing by a 25-year-old woman who says Jones is her father. Owners are not troubled by that because Jerry Jones grows the NFL pie. The complete opposite is true with Dan Snyder. I had owners and league executives repeatedly telling me about the business woes in Washington, saying this used to be one of the league's best markets, and they're extremely bothered by the poor financial showing of that franchise, even more so than they are by the sexual misconduct allegations that he's confronting personally. And in terms of those financial problems, how bad are they, Don? How would you describe them? Well, one veteran owner told me that his gate is the lowest in the league. His revenues are significantly low and trending lower. And as this owner says, he's costing his fellow owners significant money. Under Snyder's watch, FedEx Field has reduced capacity from more than 90,000 seats to about 66,000 this year. And although the team's spokesperson insisted to us the team's business prospects are turning around, We've had owners say they just haven't seen it. I had one veteran owner say to me, some owners aren't liked in their cities because their team is losing. That goes with the territory. But Snyder isn't liked because of what he's done to that franchise with all its history. The stadium is falling apart. The team is underperforming. He can't get a new stadium. There's no way out. He may have passed the point of no return. And so this point of no return that is being pointed to, is that something that Dan Snyder himself acknowledges in any way? No. Acknowledges it to no one. Says that he's going to fight till his last breath to keep his beloved franchise. But this new stadium thing, why is this so important, would you say? I asked one of Snyder's fellow owners if he would be willing to forgive the team's financial woes and the toxic culture that has hit Snyder if Snyder could simply build a new stadium. And the owner quickly said, yes. Mm. And then I asked him, is Snyder aware of that? And the owner said, yes. So the stadium as this thing that could save Dan Snyder, NFL owner, 
how how hard has Snyder tried to make it happen? Oh, he's been entirely focused on getting a new stadium because he knows it's the surest way to be forgiven by his fellow owners. It's the quickest way to turn around the team's financial woes. And he was playing with house money early on. Just a few years ago, he had so much leverage, Pablo, that the governments of Maryland, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. were all competing with one another to see who could devote the most public funds for a new stadium for the commanders. And then these investigations began. The revelations by the Washington Post in 2020 about the sexual misconduct, the toxic culture, and there were many missteps along the way, too, by Snyder, uh, both in Virginia and in Maryland. In fact, the investigation so offended some Commander's fans who lived in Virginia, they were flooding lawmakers' inboxes, citing the Wilkinson inquiry, saying, quote, using taxpayer funding to pay for anything having to do with the stadium is morally reprehensible. Another voter wrote, not one penny. The owner is the sleaziest of the sleazy. So you had a situation where Snyder was spending lots of money for lobbyists in Virginia and in Maryland to try to get a new stadium in one of those two places. But lawmakers were listening to their constituents and decided we are not going to move forward. As one lawmaker in Virginia told us, how toxic do you have to be to have the Senate Majority Leader and the House Appropriations Chair to sponsor your bill and you can't get a vote on it? Another lawmaker told us, I think lawmakers didn't realize this was going to be such a loser. Yeah, Don, you're painting the picture of a certain desperation here, actually. That's exactly right. And that's how it felt to lawmakers in Virginia and Maryland. There was a lawmaker in Virginia that told us, all of Snyder's tactics backfired. It did lend to this feeling of a gang that can't shoot straight. Either they don't know or they're not telling the truth, neither of which is good. And so the larger group of owners here that we've been describing, Don, what has their reaction been as they've been watching all of these misses? One of fury. These are owners, many of whom have built stadiums with far less leverage over local governments than Dan Snyder had in Virginia and Maryland. And they were surprised and bemused and angry that Snyder had managed to blow a bill that was once championed by Virginia's most powerful politicians. And now there's talk, open talk among some owners that Dan Snyder's financial problems, which they care about so deeply, by the way, because the better the stadium is, then the more revenue there is. The more right. revenue there is, the more that he can share with them. And they're now talking openly about using this entire stadium debacle against him. And it very likely will be a topic when the owners meet next week in New York. So to be very clear here, the thing that owners are most angry about is the fact that Dan Snyder is messing with their money. I heard that from multiple sources in reporting this story. There seemed to be as much or even more anger about the fact that Snyder is taking money out of their pockets than there are about any of the other scandals. After the break, the thing that Roger Goodell wants at this point, but still will not say. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So the name I want to return to, the giant name I want to return to here, Don, is Roger Goodell. Because what are the options on the table here for the commissioner of the NFL as Dan Snyder is concerned? Well, Roger Goodell's shown little initiative to play any role in kicking out Dan Snyder. Despite, by the way, the sentiment of league staff, many of whom are furious about these allegations of the commander's toxic environment and Snyder's own behavior, both alleged and confirmed. But remember, Pablo, back in June, Roger Goodell testified before the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. And at the time, Dan Snyder was in the Mediterranean Sea on a super yacht, the 305-foot Lady S, avoiding a subpoena from Congress. And during that hearing, a congresswoman asked Goodell point blank about Snyder's fate. Yes or no, are you willing to do more? Yes, of course I'm willing to do more. I never said that we were going to stop. I actually said the opposite. But we will continue. recommend that Diane Snyder be removed as a team owner. Will you remove him? I don't have the authority to remove him, congresswoman. Goodell also testified that he was not aware of any option for Snyder's removal being discussed among owners. You know, Goodell is a politician. He's always taking the temperature of owners, and a big part of his job is to try to protect them. But he won't put Snyder's fate to a vote unless he knows the result that's wanted by three quarters of the owners. But what I'm curious about now, Don, is what Roger Goodell himself personally wants. A team executive close to Roger Goodell, very, very close to him, told me, I know Roger wants this office plate. He wants Snyder gone tomorrow. So what is Dan Snyder's strategy at this point as he is trying to stay in the league? Well, he has a multi-pronged strategy. Part of it is he's trying to run out the clock on the congressional league investigations. He's hoping that Mary Jo White's investigation, which is now entering its nine month, will not do too much damage to him. A lot of that depends on that alleged sexual assault allegation by the former team employee on his plane in 2009. But, you know, another thing is that Dan Snyder has told multiple people that he feels if he can just get a marquee quarterback, all of his problems will go away. <laughs> and so in the offseason, he had a lot to do with the trade for quarterback Carson Wentz. Despite the deal he made with Roger Goodell in July 2021, that he would give up day-to-day management to his wife. We have a source knowledgeable of the inner workings of the deal telling us it was 100% a Dan move. Though in a team statement to ESPN, head coach Ron Rivera insisted he had brought the idea of acquiring Carson Wentz to Dan and Tanya, who supported it. 
And, you know, when I told a veteran owner that Snyder believed that a marquee quarterback would chase away all of these problems, the owner laughed and said, Carson Wentz? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Don, I'm reminded of what Ron Rivera had said this week when reporters had asked him about the biggest difference between his one in four Washington commanders and the other three teams in the NFC East, which are all like sitting astride the conference. And his answer was very blunt. He said, quarterback. (laughs) And so what's the forecast, Don, for Dan Snyder, owner of the Washington Commanders, as this standoff, this high-stakes, incredibly tense, behind-the-scenes standoff continues? Well, it really depends, Pablo, on the appetite among his fellow owners for removing one of their own. I had somebody close to an owner tell me it's really up to the owner's tolerance level of whether they want to keep around a guy who may or may not know their deepest secrets Mm. and whether they want to pull that trigger or not. Do they want to set a precedent that they can live with knowing that at some point they might be in the same position Dan Snyder finds himself in now? And the position that Dan Snyder finds himself in now, Don, I mean, let's be very blunt about this too. It sounds miserable. So why doesn't he want to sell? Why does he want to stay an owner? One source told us it's his identity. Remember, this is the team that Dan Snyder rooted for as a boy. And he's now in this elite club full of glass houses. And Snyder has no shame, another source told us. He doesn't care that he's hated. In fact, he revels in it. A senior executive knows him well, says, I keep wondering, why is he still doing this? Why isn't he selling the team? There's no way out. There's no end game. But then this executive adds, that's Dan Snyder's character flaw. He can't look in the mirror and see what everybody else sees. Don Vanetta, thank you for taking us through the looking glass. Thank you, Pablo. check out the full investigation into Dan Snyder by Don Van Atta and Seth Wickersham and Tisha Thompson right now on ESPN.com. I'm Pablo Torre. This has been ESPN Daily, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.